Day, good day, good day, everybody. Brian here from quantlabs.net. Today is Feb February 27, uh, 120 Eastern Standard Time. Just wanted to go over a headline that I saw on Forbes.com. Uh, stock market at critical level embraced for high risk of collapse in March. Here's what uh, investors should know. So they went on about uh, the key facts in this article. Though inflation and Federal Reserve interest rate hikes have fueled much of the fears driving the ongoing stock weaknesses. Uh, depth and length of the most bear markets are determined by the trend in earning projections. That's from Michael Wilson, team lead at Morgan Stanley. Uh, another one. Stocks have rallied as corporate earnings come out, but then plunge in the month leading up to new reports, which have consistently shown companies setting profit expectation. Now, let me talk about the first point about blaming high inflation and federal reserve interest rates. What a lot of these mainstream uh, media outlets uh, always forget to mentioned the root cause of its national debt for the U.S. and I mean the world the Western world is just plagued with debt that's the real reason what's determining that so it's not like just some magical problem that came along and uh, caused this inflation but the real reason is is debt after surging more than 16 percent since uh October and abruptly fell three percent last week which is true S&P is at a critical level cautious as Wilson and is at high risk bear market can induce a forceful stock plunge in March. Um, that's possible from what I'm seeing a lot of the top, uh, a lot of the top uh, stock companies that I've been seeing uh, lately, the ones I generated yesterday are much more volatile and they're the ones that are supposed to have low volatility. Um, I do have a set from last week that still hold pretty strong. Two positions did open uh, today, so I'm not sure where they're at. But considering uh, there is very little momentum left in the market, so I am seeing that. So this continues, Fed's relentless efforts to slow down the economy, I think they've already slowed it down, will ine inevitably hurt earnings and push stocks to a multi-year low. Uh, that's very possible. Telling investors rates for increased volatility. I'm already seeing that. Uh, since it's become increasingly clear this year that the Fed is not yet finished with its rate hikes. Uh, as far as I know, that they're about a quarter percent. And uh, there was an article or somewhere I read or heard that if the interest rates at the Fed level go beyond 8%, there will be quite possibly a major collapse for the U.S. economy uh, just because there's only, because of debt at all levels, be it state, municipal, uh, government, federal, it's just, if it hits a certain point, it's going to really uh, put a lot of negative pressure on the U.S. financial system, really. Uh, also, uh, somebody mentioned that if the Treasuries hit about 6%, then yeah, we will uh, have problems. Um, so this article continues, particular tough year for stocks 
and Fed-induced global market sell-off yields on 10-year Treasury and are more than twice the S&P's estimated dividend yield. Bad news for stocks, but opportunity for investors looking to lock in income with less volatile asset. That's true. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Uh, Texas factory activity fell in February, first time since May 2020. As we know, uh, Texas has been pretty strong. Um, so uh, February has been a slow month. It's hard to know why, but our outlook has worsened for both business and retail activity in general. We're not sure if the uh, Fed jacking with interest rates or some sort of cyclical slowdown, but it feels like business is ground to a halt. Um, I can't really say yes or no on that, but I, I am seeing the sectors of the high-performing stocks are doing fairly well. Um, I'm not gonna mention them, but they're just mid-caps in certain sectors that appear to be doing pretty good. There, there are pockets of companies doing fairly well, which is a reflection on that there is activity out there. You just got to find it. And again, that's all for my members. Now, the other thing is gold and silver are not there. You would think that both as a, as a defense move, I'm not seeing any activity with gold and silver. I think those only move when there's an absolute major catalyst, meaning look at the financial crisis being the last, going back in the last 15 years, the financial market crisis was one. And also uh, the, the, uh, uh, the, the virus, the pandemic has been the other big one. That's a big one. But slowly since 2020, I can tell you that the global risk has already peaked to the peak level of financial crisis which is a concern. So just naturally the debt levels have risen and increased uh, global risk. So continuing this article, but notice how these articles specifically from Forbes, from Forbes, this is like from the Forbes, Forbes staff writers, and they're not giving you the underlying reasons of what's really driving this, which is kind of pathetic in, in telling you you do have to not just watch raw data across the board globally and even at a micro level, especially in the U.S., uh, because they can't explain it. And um, it's as simple as global debt. Anyway, it's continuing along. After hitting a near two-year low in October, stocks rallied. But signs of inflation were slowing started to abound, but this month has shown the journey to normal price levels much longer than hope, than uh, many hope. Uh, what I could say about inflation is that what I'm seeing is they're elevated, but they're not back. I mean, they're not spiking as they were last year in 2020 as well. And uh, they, they're just stable. They're not declining. There's some declining. And if they do, they come back or there's a lot of volatility of price, namely like in oil. Though it's unclear when the Fed will stop raising rates. <laughs> um, another rate hike to their forecast falling, another hotter than expected inflation reading earlier this month. They expect the central bank will raise rates to a top level 
of five and a half percent potentially hitting the highest level in more than 20 years. Um, that's another problem is that uh, inflation has been suppressed really, or sorry, interest rates have been suppressed to uh, build a false rebound in the markets and fake weaker uh, reasons of why wealth and growth has been growing. It's because of flooding the markets with so much cash um, and, and making everything, the global markets, highly liquid. And there's a price to pay for it. And now we're we're seeing it. We're seeing it with inflation. We're seeing it with higher interest rates. And that's going to kill off companies. And we'll probably enter in this. Well, we're probably already in a stagflation. Uh, so the question is, what are the alternatives? Where, where do we hide out? Well, funny enough, when I look at my OANDA data, be it Forex or CFD, I never recommend people to buy into CFD but it's a very good insight to use as what's doing well globally. What I'm seeing for sure are European markets are easily outperforming the US. Uh, the specific ones are Germany, uh, France, and somewhat Netherlands. Uh, the other areas I'm seeing that there are some growth are, is in currencies and they're not in the, in the, in the, big big six pairs that you know of we're talking about weird currencies that you wouldn't think that are formally known as being volatile but because everything's so volatile topsy-turvy and unpredictable with this high volatility uh environment we're in as well as the high interest rate uh the ones that you traditionally would think are volatile are no longer volatile <laughs> so there are some opportunities there Generally, I'm not finding a lot with, uh, except for one currency pair, maybe uh, for Asia. Um, I'm not seeing any uh, growth at all in, um, um, yeah, just Asia really is the one area that you would think would kind of pick this up, namely China. And uh, China, it just doesn't seem to be popping as, as you think it would after this reopening on top of the um, uh, the markets over there as well. The currency is not that strong. There is some potential with the INR, uh, but I think from what I'm seeing with the Indian markets, they're not as strong as you want them to be. So, uh, well, I could be wrong on that, but that's what I'm seeing so far. They're not, they're not a top performer, but Europe is for now. So when, if things get bad, I don't know if gold, gold may spike a little bit or silver, but I'm always about trying to find the top performers. I think where the top performers will be in currencies, uh, Bitcoin, depending upon what happens to the U.S. dollar, that's another area I've not talked about. U.S. dollar is starting to show signs of strength again. And if you're looking at crypto, like namely Bitcoin as a savior, <clears throat> if it's a U.S. dollar that's a savior, so be it. Put money in there with the DXY. Because last year, the DXY was the strongest out of any uh, asset for all of last year in 2022. So we may, we may enter that period as well, um, outperforming even the Treasury. So just want to let you know. Now, if you want to know more about this stuff, go to quantlabs.net slash, sorry, quantlabs.net banking 
and that will give you ways to secure your money. I mean, it's through crypto, but that's what seems to be the place to be. I'm also going to be trying to figure out a bot, trading bot in crypto that will be stable, where you can get some good performance out of that too. So uh, we'll leave it at that. Thanks for listening. Again, that's at quantlabs.net slash banking. We shall talk to you later. Have a good day.